The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's around this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We are live on this Tuesday morning. Which is a Tuesday, Friday Because we will be off on Wednesday We'll take that day Regroup Get some golf in Come back Thursday and Friday Finish up a good week of Kwame uh, Lasso Sports Talk On the Voice, Voice America Sports Network And get into uh, First of all My fantasy team The Jayhawks Lost Got a lot of people man I got a lot of guys on that team That's They stink This week but I'll be back on Air Jock next week. Uh, watching the game last night, the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets. As I'm watching this game the whole time, I'm thinking, when is Michael Vick coming in? Rex Ryan can defend Geno Smith all he wants to, but it's about winning and losing. And it had nothing to do, and it didn't have a lot to do with Geno, but this, his throws are just not, he's not ready yet. But I'm trying to win games against a team who's not that good. And if you're a Chicago Bears fan, don't get your hopes up too high because Geno Smith throws a first series. He throws a interceptions. To, who was the safety? Ryan Mundy on the screen. That should never happen. If you haven't seen that play, go back and watch that play. He throws the interception on the screen play directly to Ryan Mundy. He runs it in for a pick six. He threw about three interceptions, not to mention the <clears throat> muff punt that he had nothing to do with. But they turned the ball over. It wasn't a whole lot that the Chicago Bears offense and Jay Cutler did. So if you a Chicago and in the process of Chicago Bears losing three of their safeties, then they already lost one of their top corners through in the year. But the Chicago Bears lose three of their safeties. It's not a whole lot the Chicago Bears did. They are not that good. I know they went on the road and they beat the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't know if we gave San Fran too much credit for what they did. Last year, or and the credit was due. What they did last year was outstanding. You would like to do that every year as a team and have a chance to play in the NFC Championship, have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So it was great what they did last year, but I don't see that same team this year. Distractions will do that to you. You can try to hide the scratch, distraction, mask them, however, but that'll do that to you with a lot of the off-the-field nonsense is what I mean by the distractions. Questions you got to answer that has nothing to do with football is what I mean by distractions. But if you're looking at the Chicago Bears, they're not that good of a football team. They got two, in my opinion, two dynamic receivers. And that's because of their height, but they make great catches. I don't know if that defense is going to be able to sustain against a good team. I thought the New York Jets would win, but Geno Smith just hit it. You got to go with them. You decided you was going to go with it at the beginning of the year. If you're the coaching staff, you got um, – Marty Morningwig, and you got Rex Ryan. 
They have dual responsibilities. Both of these guys are head coaches. I think they brought uh, Marty in to kind of combat what Rex does. Rex is a defensive guy. I know Rex. He's kind of like his father. It's all defense, defense, defense. But Rex defends Geno because when you look at a lot of the plays that they made, they couldn't stop uh, They couldn't stop this uh, anemic Chicago's Bears when they needed to. This game was won. This game was given to the Chicago Bears. Three turnovers, uh, three interceptions, I should say, and, and a muff punt. You muff a punt, you give them back to the – and on that muff punt, I know it was 23 – 23 for 38, Jay Cutler had 225 yards and a touchdown. Geno Smith, 26 for 43. He threw the ball 43 times, 316 yards and two interceptions. Yeah, you can't have that if you're trying to win football games and you're playing at home. That's just not going to get it done. Sloppy play by the New York Jets allowed the the Chicago Bears to go on a two-game road win streak. Because they last week they beat the San Francisco 49ers at home. Then they go into, was it last week or the week before? Welcome to the show. 888-346-9144. Demi Lachey is in the building. Um, I think it was last week they beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Then they go on a road. Yeah, they beat them Monday night. Monday night at home. So they go on a road. I hear some reports that Mark Tressman said they prepare hard. If they prepare hard. That that's not a team that looks like it's going to win over eight games, over nine games, and winning nine games is not going to matter in that conference NFC North. How that many, defense going to need to be fixed real quick. How many games do you think need to be won? One. Ten. Ten, ten, ten and six. Ten and six. We'll get. We'll win you ten to and the six. division or get you into to the playoffs. Because right now, both, I think both. I think nine NFC and seven North. In, in the NFC North, I think nine and seven will get you to the playoffs. And yeah, probably ten and six is a good standard to uh, to win that division to get you home field advantage at least for the first game. But I think Chicago is a ten and six team right now. Um, yeah, they won't, they're going to have to be to even make sense out of this year. But if yeah. they ten and six, I'm going to give credit to all that. that I'm going to give credit. I'm going to give credit to that team. I want to say the coach staff. I was going to say the players, but it takes a collective minds to do that. Both players and coaches, right? And they can go ten and six with that defense. That defense sucks. That defense stinks. They create turnovers. They they created turnovers in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. They created some against Forty ers and uh, last night against the New York Jets. With the games I was watching, the Forty ers and the Jets game, I thought those were self inflicted wounds by the by the by the opponent's offense by the play of the offense. Yeah. yeah so you can... now I, when 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 the Chicago Bears get turnovers. I'm just used to them always getting turned on. There was a, mm-hmm. one. There was a team that always would get on the field and turn the ball over and give it back to an offense who didn't have any firepower. This was back when uh, Rex Grossman was at the helm of uh, the Chicago Bears offense. But even so, with Jay Cutler, he turns the ball over also. He he believes in his arm so so strongly that he forced ball. It's more Brett Favre like. But they turn the ball over, but. In these games I've seen, these will seem to be self-inflicted wounds by the by their offense, yeah. by the opponent offense. But I think going back to the defense, that defense is playing extremely well. They're playing off the off of their offense experience. Um, that defense, they're really uh, last night. I think it, what Lance Briggs 
said, you know, it's a, it's a game of trust right now, and he's playing with a lot of guys he have never played with in his long career thus far, and a lot of these guys are getting around, um, getting established to this Bears defense, trying to get used to the, to the schemes and um, get used to some of the audible calls, and I think uh, right now the rookie Kyle Fuller, he's stepping up. He's another interception. Big. Yeah, he, he had another interception. Yeah, he, he has three interceptions now, three games, yeah. three weeks. This is the same guy that the uh, who's who was the tight end. Uh, I think he slammed him to the ground because he got yeah, hit. Yeah, that was him. That and he's from Virginia Tech, so I just couldn't figure out how he just let that happen. Now, maybe he got him back later, and we don't know about it. But I don't, I don't know how you just let that happen. I don't know, Marcel. A rookie, a big boy. A, yeah, a, it's a big boy. Means you go nothing. You get him back, you got to sneak him. It's one of those. I'm coming to him. He gonna see me coming. He gonna see me coming. It's just a, it, well. Now he's a rookie, so he don't. He think he was doing his job, and right, I believe right. he was because you saw the play. I saw the play. I'm thinking that's that's what it is. But when you get a veteran who don't want to practice, and then he just happened to get hit that play, he loses his mind. So the right. Chicago Bears sit him down for about what was it? Three days, four days of yeah. training camp. Did him a favor. He's still a starter. But you you was mentioning Cal Fuller. Mm-hmm. Had another big interception. Um, he's just playing well. Had one against Colin Kaepernick. Had one this week against... Uh, he had two last week. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing well. Mm-hmm. He's playing well. And I like to see that with these guys come in and do that. And that's, that will make that defense that much better. Right. Because the veterans over there will say, we got this guy doing this. He mm-hmm. wasn't here last year or the year before. We need to step it up. Yeah. But then they lost one of their corners. They lost their top corner. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> they can get him back. Hopefully. I think he's out for the year. Is he? He may be out for the year. Well, I think they still can um, sustain and win that division because right now Detroit is playing really inconsistent. And it's only been three weeks. You don't know what Detroit team you're still going to get. You don't know what Reggie Bush you're going to get that's going to show up on that offensive end. And do you really trust that Detroit defense? I, tr- I trust the Chicago defense thus far, who shut down the 49ers in the second half and played. Where is Santana Holmes? In, he's in Chicago, right? Who's that? Santonio Holmes. Um, yeah. yeah. He had a catch last night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chicago just picked him up, and then, yeah, they have Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey and Marshall Bennett. Dynamic, they got four dynamic receivers and a running back. And, yeah, and he was running hard last night. Forte, yeah. He was running really hard. I think um, they was running. They didn't do a good job, the Jets, New York Jets, didn't do a good job running the ball. And they had – they have a uh, a running back over there that could get it done, they had, and Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory can run the football. He was running the football well. They just couldn't stay consistent to it. Yeah. They had to get Chris Johnson his carries as well. Was that that <laughs> yeah. whole Fonda was not turning out. Mm-mm. That's what I thought it was going to be. I thought Chris Ivory would pound the ball, Chris Johnson to come in and, and make some big plays happen. Because you, you, you beat a defense down. Um, but they're not making them run east and west. Make that defense go east and west, and then you beat them down and you power them up. You power them first. Right. You run in between the tackles first. Then have them going east and west. Then you bring Chris uh, Johnson into with the exp- – he's still a dynamic speed. Give him the ball, let him break one. That, those are big plays. I know uh, Eric Decker, he couldn't stay on the field. He had one catch. One yeah, play. He, anyway, well, coming off a hamstring. Yeah, and he's still battling that, that stuff. And well, What made him thought he was ready is what – <laughs> Guys want to play Monday Night Football. Yeah, he thought he was ready. He won't say he appeared in Monday Night Football, but that's another guy that got inactivated because you thought Eric Decker would, Decker would be able to go. 
He's not yeah. hamstring. He's not ready. You could have you could have saved a spot for a guy who could even contribute on special teams, or maybe been that third or fourth receiver that you would have needed in that football game. All right. I guess I don't know. Maybe I guess he thought he was really ready to go and only performed what for a quarter. And yeah, exactly. You you just wasted kind of a roster spot just for the week. Yeah. Because um, those other receivers, um, nobody really stood out, stepped up. I mean, well, it was kind of hard because the play of Geno last night was, I, I, it was horrendous. I, I, thought, it was, I thought Michael Vick was going to come in. Yeah. But, but they didn't want to break that guy. See, a no. game like that would break Geno's confidence, any quarterback's confidence. It was just in the red zone. I mean, he, he, he did a great job moving the ball up the field, going, making throw. drives. He, I don't know. He just got really timid, and he lost some open – um, receivers that you know there were some replays last night. I was like, man, he could have hit that guy. He could have hit that guy. I'm like, he panicked too much. Yeah, he was panicking. I, I blame this on Marty Morningwood, but he has to go through it. You know that. He, this is he his didn't have a, year. he didn't have a great job calling that game neither. He didn't have a great job. I thought he did a really. I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, they they had more total yards. They had 430 total yards to Chicago's 285. He got too cute in his play calling. It, I thought. I don't know. I think uh, I think uh, it, it came down to Geno. He he did he missed some open receivers. Believe me, because I yeah yeah he did. And that's why I said when is Michael coming? Because I thought mm-hmm. this is about winning and losing. But you do have to build to the future. And if that's going to be your future quarterback, you leave him in there. He has to go through that. Yeah. They have more Monday night games. The problem is they got two head coaches over there because Rex Ryan didn't bring Marty in. The the organization brought him in here. To to make to right. their offense was too stalemated, so they brought him in here to, I guess, combat that, or put some more power on that offense to bring some more, put more points on the board through that offense, and now when you got a head coach, and Rex Ryan who's supposed to be the head coach, and I think Marty's assistant head coach, I don't understand the, I don't understand the calls he's doing, and Rex Rex didn't have anything anyway to do with the offensively play calling because it was Brian Schottenheimer before that. Uh, but there's not enough. You got enough weapons over there, in my opinion, to make it happen for the Jets offense. For the Jets, you have enough over there. You got to run the football first, and you got Chris think, Ivory and Charles and mm-hmm. Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. You got to start right there. Yeah, and I think they're one big time receiver away. Just mm-hmm. one big. Uh, it could be a tight end. They're just one big playmaker. Nate, Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson is out. He's sitting at home. Go get him. Huh. Go get him for a year. What, what is it going to hurt? Go get Nate Burleson for a year. Yeah, because it's hard to depend on Eric Decker. He's right still, now. yeah. I, I, I honestly, you really don't have don't to pay Nate him anything. as a number one. You pay Nate a veteran salary. He might get one point five something like that mm-hmm. for one year, and then he's already missed three games, so he might miss a fourth game if he's just coming in. But he still can. He's a guy who still come in and get it done. I believe Nate Burleson. He played um, for for he played eleven years. Eight, four in Minnesota, four in Seattle. Was he in Cleveland? Three years in Cleveland. Hmm. He played eleven years. He's st- he's a receiver. He's still fresh. Right. He got four more years if he want them. <laughs> he must have hmm. did something bad. I, I don't know. He did no, something he didn't bad. do anything bad. Nobody's just willing to make that call. I guess. But New York definitely needs. Some some type of wideout, somebody on the outside who can change the game. Who not even change the game, but just be more consistent on um, receiving, running routes, and catching catching balls, making it easier for Geno. Because a lot of those guys, they they were kind of timid on their. They was running their correct routes, but it was a few drops that have happened. And 
a guy, a young quarterback, you, it's going to make him nervous, I think, in the NFL when he sees his receivers dropping the ball, guys he's really not used to playing with and um, having. And, and Geno? Yeah. And then that can be a struggle for Geno. You think um, <clears throat> you think they're throwing too many flags in these football games? Absolutely. This is, this is, this is, it was some touchy calls. Yeah. I mean, see, I, you know me, being an re- old receiver, I was – I was that I was that guy who was like, "Hey, ref, he's holding me." Mm-hmm. Like you, I know you see it. So once they came out with the, you know, we're gonna watch more of these DBs holding or linebackers or defensive players holding um, these guys downfield. Mm-hmm. But now it's gone too far. It's really like I think they caught one against. Uh, it was a Bears linebacker, and the guy brushed up against Nelson, the tight end for the Jets, and he just brushed him, and they called a holding penalty. It was at the five yards, or oh, probably right at the five yards. I know I got used to get it penalties. Doesn't matter, like because it, it, it don't impede his his uh, route running. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. I think they're doing too much. I think this is why Roger does. There's a there's a there is a a committee. There's a rules committee that puts all this together at the end of the year, at the end of the year and in the beginning of the year, and then they make an emphasis on it during preseason, and we think like, you, you calling for this, right? But they're not consistent with it during the season. Now they just calling, they just throwing the flag to be throwing them so they can look at it, and most of these things are not over, overturned, right? I, I, this is this wasn't a flag or a penalty, but. You got cameras everywhere. You got more cameras. You just you have just as many cameras on a primetime game as they do in the White House. And you telling me when Percy Harvins and that San Diego Chargers game stepped out of bounds, clearly, whole foot out of bounds. That couldn't be overturned. They get it. Now what if San Diego would have lost that game? They throw too many flags, mm-hmm. they're not overturning the correct call, proper calls. It's just you're gonna mess the game up while you're trying to try make it better. Yeah, they're trying to make it too perfect right now. I don't. You can't, know. Football's never going to be. It's a gladiator <laughs> yeah, it's, sport. It's never going to be perfect. I don't care if it looks like oh, this is the perfect game. It's never going to be perfect. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. That's the number if you want to call in, and it will be on the next segment and that segment only. Kwamalasa Sports Talk. Then we lost. We take a quick break. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lash Sports Talk. We're live on Tuesday. We're talking about the um, too many flags being thrown. And I thought they try to make a strong emphasis on what the new rules, what the new changes were by throwing these flags during preseason. I would like to see who was on the rules committee, the rule changing committee, make them better committee. I'd like to see who's up there because if it's somebody who I know when I was playing, it was uh, Merton Hanks was one of the guys who was on. He ended up on the rules committee, and I couldn't understand playing the position at safety, how he thought some of the rules had to been changed, and he played it that way. So it would be it would make more sense if you had more people that played up there, not someone who can watch a film and say that can't be right. If you've never been through the lifetime action of hitting a guy or getting hit by someone, I think the rules committee has to do a better job. I think they need to, maybe they're not getting a better communication between between the rules committee and the referees. You listen to a lot of talk through the players around the league, and Quan Bolden being one who's now with the San Francisco 49ers. He blaming the officials for a two-game losing streak, which is kind of tough because you do have to overcome adversity in all games. You do have to overcome uh, even the officials and their, which I never understand, slow self to keep up. They got so many officials on the rules on the field just to keep up with these world-class athletes, and they make a call from behind. You need to get some guys, which, they, which they've implemented. Like to, the, to their defense, before I start talking crazy, they do have some uh, – they want a lot of us. I did a thing in Atlanta. They want a lot of us to, to be referees. Oh, uh, athletes. NFL? Yeah. Wow. It's tough because no you way. can't be – No do. way. Fred McCray, I should have called Fred McCray That ain't going to work. <laughs> Fred McCray, is, he's on his way to being, becoming an NFL official. They want a lot of us to be NFL official. And, and it makes sense. here's where it makes sense to me because there's a lot of rules that even if you're playing, you might not know. Um, yeah. But you know you just – they might not apply to you in your position. Right. These, these officials cannot run with these guys. You see them fall down more times than they do trying to run with a receiver down the field, and then they make a – you can't see the pass interference. So now they're putting <laughs> so many – you can't see it from the other side of the field. You definitely can't. So they watch the body of the receiver and seeing if he moves in any way. Was he controlled? Or how, how much was he controlled? Mm. So now they're putting so many officials on the field just so they can cover their bases. It's still not a good job. But they've done so, such such bad job in this um, – during this season so far, starting in preseason. Anquan Bolin officially says that they've cost them two games. You have to overcome this adversity. You do have to sometimes overcome officiating. 
I wonder if he's talking about too many calls against the offense oh, that maybe he's his on, team, or yeah. is it the team or the defense? Because I've seen a lot of more, a lot more defensive calls than there is offensive calls. I mean, he might be talking offensively. About only calls I see is maybe holding or hands to the face more yeah. than I've ever seen before. But that wasn't called on Sunday's game. I think uh, the 49ers offense got a few calls, especially the one I think they called against Cromartie. Mm. I think it was on Anquan or Anquan Bowden going off for a route, and they called holding against Cromartie. He broke up a pass on, which was arguable. I mean, it was, he held him a little bit, but it, it shouldn't have been two years ago wouldn't have been thrown. Right. The flag wouldn't have been thrown. And what I grew up watching, it would have been thrown. But to get old players out there or guys who've been playing the game for a while and get them officiated, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, well, the game you used to watch is no longer going to be the game in five course. years. You're not, not going to recognize this game. You, you might buy into it because even with the nonsense going on outside or off the field, I don't think football is going to ever lose its popularity uh, because we're going we're gonna to do so much. Right, right. Even even with uh, Roger Goodell being inconsistent, his inconsistencies, I don't think that it's going to lose its popularity. I think they're going to swipe it in the world. Like the Baltimore Ravens are trying to do right now with Ray Rice, you telling me I can't play for you? You see that? Did you hear about the backtracking? Did you see that press conference? I read it. Any I, of it? I listened to a little bit of it. You talking about Mr. Rashudio? Yes. Yeah, I listened to a little bit he, of it. ESPN came right back at him though. <laughs> of course, he was trying to. I mean, he's trying to save his butt just like everybody else is right now. Right. I mean, everybody's. Um, Trying to go into the safe mode, grabbing onto the noodle to the floaty device <laughs> yeah. to help them from stop sinking right now because Ray Rice has gone against um, Mr. Rosudio and the owner at the Baltimore of the Baltimore Ravens, and now they're in their corner saying, you know what, they're just trying to save themselves because of uh, what happened after the tape was released and who had the tape or whatnot. Um, they. I, I don't know how long it's going to take, but the agreement should have been made before releasing him. I think uh, maybe uh, he was already suspended definitely. I think by that, during this time, you should have gone back. And there was a lot of hit. you should have, he should have, what could have happened. But I, I believe that they should have got both of their camps together before. Before the, the punishment and yeah, all that before came Before releasing him from the team. Before, before sending him on ra- waivers or whatnot. He said, you can't play for us anymore. You can't run the ball for us anymore, pretty much. But you might have a job for, be able to work with us in the office at some point. We got a call on the line. Chris, you there? Yeah, 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 I'm here, I'm here. Chris, we thought you was going to call in. Uh, Denver was looking for you Friday. Yeah, I was looking for you Friday, Chris. <laughs> he was sorry about that. He was sorry about that. He didn't mean to keep you guys late, man. We like to say, turn up, man, in San Diego, where I'm from. Yeah, yeah, we say the same thing around here, too. Which I what? Turn up. Oh, turn up. Turn, turn up. up. Yeah, turn up, turn up. Yeah, man, uh, hi, my name is Christopher Dudley. I'm owner of www.theyouthsportscenter.com. It's a business pretty much that's uh, centered around helping the youth giving them the idea to be able to put themselves out there. Instead of, you know, seeing what they see on TV now, they can go home and check themselves out and see their own interviews and things like that. What do you guys think about that? Uh, well, we think it's good. One of the, one of the things um, uh, I was trying to explain to the Demery, that's why I thought you would call in because I was out of town on uh-huh. Friday and um, was to explain more to a bottom because I know one of the things you do is you'll go around to these different football and high school football games um, 
and you film some of these important games and you put them on the site, um, is what I know in the conversation we've had about him. And uh, I was yeah. telling Demery, I said, you might want to talk to these guys because he, Demery does a lot of that stuff, yeah. a lot of filming and those things, because you can't be at every game. Right. Yeah, and it's always good to, uh, to, to link with everybody else. Um, I'm just starting to get into the high school divisions and stuff like that. I've been following a kid named Moses Mooney out of Bishop High School in San Diego, California. He's one of our, uh, our prep stars. He's actually our athlete of the month. Um, but uh, right now we've been we centered mostly our focus around the San Diego AYF and um, the Arizona AYF covering the Valor out here. The Valor is one of the top teams in the country, and they come out right out of here of Chandler, Arizona. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the, the AYF and all those leagues, the CYF, they, they, that's a huge business. Yeah. I, I know some guys. I went to a few of the events. I held yeah. actually uh, assisted at one of the skills camps, um, the one in Chandler for AYF. So I've done okay. things with okay. AYF thus far since I've been here. So. Yeah, and it's, it's good, and we're always looking for people to come along, help us out, give video camera work, help us interview kids, do right. reports and everything like that. I just like to always give kids the option to have multiple angles to go at because I don't know everything in life, <laughs> and, you know, there's tons of other ideals about football and tons of ideals about life. So anybody who wants to be positive to the youth, I, I you know, Ask them to just come in, donate your time, donate your efforts to come in and see what we're doing with the youth all across town. And um, we're getting in, we're not just here in San Diego, in, we're not just in San Diego or here in Arizona, but I have kids sending me footage from Minneapolis, Minnesota, a kid by the name of Michael Oliver. Don't you have a kid um, in uh, yeah. Carolina? Excuse me? Don't you have a kid in uh, Carolina? Uh, I'm actually working with a coach by the name of Larry Cook. Larry Cook, and he's out of uh, uh, Town, North Carolina, and he has a, they, they got a team out there called the Town Packers, and they're looking to, you know, make a big push and national championship push this year. So it, it's very, it's been very, it's very consuming, but, uh, you know, it's very fun because uh, it's always football. And getting, being able to give a positive spin on football right now with everybody trying to put a negative spin on it um, and doing it with kids is just, it's, it's awesome. See, the, the negative, yeah, which is great stuff. And that's why we try to get these kids to play pure and take their play pure pledge, uh, especially what you're doing to get these kids. Uh, because it's what I think both Demery and myself, and you play ball also uh, coming up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I, I, yeah I grew up uh, playing for the Skyline Tigers out of San Diego, which is a multiple national championship uh, league in the AYF. But so, what, you know, shout out to Skyline. I like to, you know, always throw that out there. One of the things that um, uh, we did as as kids, or, or even in high school, still kids, is after your game, you wait till the next day, and you you go to the paper. So I think the uh, youth sports center is good because it put these kids on highlights and puts them on video, uh, something they can go to, and it's timeless. Once you once you're on the video, you're stuck. You, right. you can never it can never be erased, <laughs> and you can go back, and that's a that's a good. Um, uh, media outlet for these guys, for these kids, and just so they know somebody's watching. I mean, you, you come from, uh, you, you're from uh, Virginia, uh, the same part of Virginia my dad is from, uh, Kwame, uh, you know, <clears throat> in that Tidewater area. You know, and they're known for having extreme athletes that come from there, but not just you, but Michael Vick and, 
you know, Aaron Brooks and Allen Iverson. You know, it's it's just it was Ronald Curry. I mean, it was just a a, a a hotbed for super talented athletes. But I'm pretty sure some of the, even the best athletes that you guys had didn't make it. Right, and I and you I said that all the time. I, that, you, you're 100 percent right. But if you give them the opportunity, you give them the exposure. There was right. guys that were way better than me. I'm talking about way better than me that did not make it. And you wonder how that was. That's why I say. If you have uh, goals and you have some passion and you're still able to dream, then you can get to it. you got to have some discipline with it also because everybody wants theirs right now when it's not time for you to have it right now. Right. But you stay, you stay the course, you stay patient. I mean, you can get what you want. You, it's going to come to you. But we, we have so much talent in where I'm from. When you throw a rock on one of those kids, you're probably hitting a millionaire, but nobody's going to teach their kid how to hold on to that million. Nobody's going to teach their kid the right way to do it. Just going to tell that kid at 12, you are talented, you have this, you have that. You get in trouble, I'm going to get you out of trouble. And then when it's time for that kid to understand the parameters of life and, and the situation and consequences, choices, decisions, then those people are gone. So now the kid's consistently getting in trouble and doing those things. So that's why I like what you, you guys are doing over yeah. there. Uh, you you showing, you spotlighting kids at a young age, and that's kind of what um, – Right now, so the NFL is not so bad. And I think I can control the NFL from right here by saying, <laughs> you play, you play pure, you pledge, you, you, you conscious of that. I was conscious of not getting in trouble for my grandmother's sake. Just like with play pure and kids, you got kids taking that pledge where, you know, we're going to ready to start with the sports center, start having kids take the play pure, play, play pure pledge over the camera. You know, and so that they're able to look into the camera and say, hey, I'm, I'm pledging to play pure right now as a youth. You know, um, if you, you have to understand, uh, think about those kids that did not make it. You know, um, when we, you know, when after the game, you know, if those kids had an avenue to be able to, you know, go view themselves or go view what they had just done, you know, maybe the streets or maybe what was outside wouldn't have brought them in so much. Maybe it wouldn't have been so appealing to them. You know, so that's what the youthsportscenter.com, that's what we're bringing to the table. We're giving kids that option, you know, to say, okay, after my game, instead of going home, going to get in trouble with my friends, man, I'm getting ready to go watch the tape of the game I just played in, go see my highlights, or I'm getting ready to see my interview that I just had and share it with all my friends and my family members and let them know I'm, let them know I'm doing positive things. Kids want to be looked at in a good light. They want to have positivity. They want to go to college. They hear about all these good things, people driving nice cars and working hard, but they know that it takes hard work to get there. All they want is some adults pointing them in the right direction. Let me ask you this before we go to break. What makes you guys different from anything else that's out there? <clears throat> what makes us different is the youth sports. There's a lot of other youth businesses out there. The youth sports center, we have direct contact with the kids. Um, I personally talk to the kids myself. Uh, they know me as Coach Dudley because I coach the team uh, myself, and that's how they actually know me. I actually coach the all-star team with a lot of them on it. Um, so we've built a personal relationship with some of the best athletes in the country. Damon Hart Jr., who is known as, uh, regarded as the best eighth-grade point guard in the United States of America as of right now. Um, uh, Momo, Moses, Moses Mooney, Moses uh, Mooney, he's also regarded as one of the top athletes in California. Um, we're dealing with Buki, uh, Buki, I call him Buki Shuki, but it's Brendan Riles Hadley. He plays for the number one team, Bishop Gorman. I know, um, I know, I know him. He's a, uh, I trained that guy. He's in California, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we've actually, coming up in this game, 
with uh, Bishop Gorman versus St. John Bosco, there's a lot of guys like Tyshawn Lindsey, um, Tatham Martell. Um, we have uh, Real Mitchell. Uh, these are kids that we've been following for the past couple of years and That's talking great. about how good they are, and now they're playing versus in the number one versus number two high school game this Friday night. That's so great. To show that the Youth yeah. Sports Center, what we're doing, we're bringing something a little bit different to the table because our media coverage, we're getting interviews with the kids, we're getting personal ones with them, talking to their parents, them with their parents, them with siblings. So... We, we're just a little bit more interactive from what I've seen than a lot of other media businesses out there with the youth. Hey, Chris, this is Demry speaking. I just want to tell you, you know, what you're doing is amazing, and it's incredible. And just uh, just for some of the viewers or whatnot, how do, um, how do you get people involved, um, or how do people get involved with the Youth Sports Center um, around the country, like here in Arizona, or where can they go to get involved uh, to, to join the, uh, the movement? Well, they can go ahead and like the Youth Sports Center on Facebook um, at the Youth Sports at the Youth Sports Center page. Um, they can also go to www.theyouthsportscenter.com, and you can go to our contact us part. And there's information and people that want to help out. They can write in, write in where they want to help and what they can do and what they bring to the youthsportscenter.com. Like I said, we're going to be across the country, so anybody who has any kind of video and wants to help take care of get kids video or even wants to interview kids. They can contact us or they can write me just a small a small little statement about what they want to do to help the Youth Sports Center. We also got a donation button on there, so you got to go down there and donate to the youthsportscenter.com. Good stuff, man. That's Chris Dudley, youthsportscenter.com. Um, hashtag Instagram, the youthsportscenter.com. The youthsportscenter, hashtag the youthsportscenter on Instagram. Well, there it is right there. Well, definitely appreciate your call, man. We got to get you in here one of these days um, uh, since you turned up. Yeah, since you, <laughs> since you like to turn up, man. Since you like to turn up so much, maybe on a Tuesday, maybe, maybe on a Tuesday, because it's Taco Tuesdays, and then uh, maybe next week Taco Tuesdays. We'll come down there. And <laughs> That's Chris Dudley, man. We we all right, but appreciate you calling in. Thanks, we'll Chris. get you out here good next job. week. All right, have a good day. Appreciate you guys, man. You guys have a good one. You too. Right. Hey, that was, that was good stuff, man. He he mentioned yeah. one guy named uh, Buki, and I worked this guy out in California, and I trained I trained about two three times. Mm-hmm. He is one of those guys you can't wait to go pro. Or we'll really? come back. Yeah, and he's just, he, man, I got to tell you about him when we come back. Kwame Lassie Sports <laughs> Talk, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. 
Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back. Come Lots of Sports Talk. 888-346-9144 That's the number you want to call in on Thursday Because you won't be able to call in on uh, This segment we are off tomorrow Denry Lachey is in the studio We also going to have that uh, Post game uh, Post show I, I, I should say King Fit King Fit Productions Yes uh, Don't forget to play pure Don't forget also let me mention this why Because you won't You won't hear me had to get my paper out. The uh, <laughs> 2014 NFL Alumni Arizona Chapter Charity Golf Classic. Classic. Benefiting Tucson Medical Center for the Children. Children's Medical Miracle Network. That is Saturday, November 8th, 2014. Registration. Breakfast is at 7 a.m. Shotgun at 8.30. It is at the Hilton Tucson El Conquistador. That is 10555 La Canada. It's not Canada. It's La Canada Drive in Oro Valley. It's only about an hour and 20 minutes from where we are right now. It's probably an hour and five minutes from my house, from my home. Um, but you can contact me or you can t- contact Erica Grassi. Erica.Grassi at TMCAZ.com or 520-324-1141. Also, Planning a big Super Bowl party. Uh, did I get everything? Oh, the winner. Winning team um, <laughs> of the 2014 NFL Alumni Arizona Chapter Golf Classic will compete in the Super Bowl of Golf Championship. That's at Ponte Verde Beach, Florida, which I will be paying for. That's TPC in Jacksonville. Stay there for three days, two nights, with a chance to win free golf, with a chance to win a Super Bowl of Golf ring. Cool. Oh man, what was, what was I was gonna say. I was talking about um, Buki, that guy. I was, yeah, that's one of those guys. You know, you see a kid and you just think, man, I can't wait till that guy turn pro mm-hmm. or whatever he's gonna do mm-hmm. in life. Because he was a he was in sixth grade. I had him with the varsity. I said, you need to come up here. He's not tall at wow. all. Mm-hmm. He just he's, he's dynamic. What I don't like that he did is he's from California. He's cold blooded. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. he, he's gotten taller. He look he's gotten taller and he can jump out the gym too. But he's not, he's probably 5'8". Oh. Cold-blooded, though. Cold-blooded. He might be 5'9". I mean, let me give him that. He might be 5'9". Defensive back. Receiver. Receiver. He's a defensive back. When I had him, he can do both. I would feel comfortable putting him in both. But what he did was move to Vegas to play for Bishop Gorman. Mm. He wanted to play with all the... You got to do what you got to do 
to go to college, but they was gonna find him. You think so? Oh, they was gonna find him. If you wasn't looking for, so that you guy, went more to a more national known high school. Yeah, because have you ever been over there? No, you got you need uh-huh. to you need to go over there. You would think you was on a college campus, oh, like really? one of the it's best. One of those high schools, okay. Yeah, like everybody has the money. The casinos, right, right. Put their money into that school. Uh, some of the owners of the casinos, I should say. Oh wow! One in particular, I think, is at the win. But man, they have everything you need. Yeah. <coughs> and at um at that school, that's a university, really. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's son goes there. I think this is last year. He's a cold. Yeah, brother. he's a senior. Yeah, he's ro- he's a receiver. He's cold too. But I don't know if he. Well, Bookie would be all right because Bookie in the ninth grade, ninth to tenth grade, something like that. Oh yeah, he still ha- so yeah. But he cold. Time. If he he's in a t- he might be in the tenth grade now, playing varsity, or maybe he's in eleventh. He he can go to college right now. He don't have to go forego his high school year. Hmm. He'll he, get found. He yeah. He can drop. He can drop out of school. Get a GED like they do in baseball, and go right to the and go right to the uh, college, and then he'll be sixteen, seventeen in college. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then when it's time for him to get drafted after he graduate, he will um, he'll be eighteen, nineteen years old in the pros. Man. David Boston was like that. David was turning twenty. He was nineteen, turning twenty when he got into the league, which was but he was he was a beast. Yeah, that dude was. Yeah, he, he was, was a beast. What was that game? We was gonna talk about something else. I don't know. You were talking about um, Super Bowl event. You were oh, going on yeah, about yeah, the, You yeah. were mentioning that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm doing a Super Bowl party. Uh, uh, I'm gonna do it between the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl this year here in Arizona. Claudia Jordan already said she was interested in doing, being a part of it. Got to get some good. Uh, Talent. Um, everybody, you know, everybody loves the Sugar Hill game. Did I mentioned this. Everybody likes the Sugar Hill game, so they're going <laughs> to be fine. It's, it's old because it's, I, I'm going to get the music. Don't have the nonsense word wording in it. Right. So here's my list. I got to get uh, still. I have to get um, Sid Justin, who's the headlines for the Miracles. Just switch it up. Mm-hmm. I want to get uh, CC Peniston since she's here. I also want to get uh, I want to get Jordan Sparks because uh, she's from here Ooh. and maybe Cooling Game. I hope Jordan Sparks shows up. I, yeah, she. We're gonna get her. You got to get her. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> we, can, we can make a call on that one. That's the, I, don't, I told her I'm not going through your people. If I got to call your dad, I, I go there. Well, <laughs> but she probably don't. Yeah, no, nah, she loved her dad. But uh, got to get. Her. I'm only I'm only asking to do two song two sets. You're right. One set, probably two three songs. They can do snippets if they want to, give everybody a chance on the stage, have some fun. That's amazing. I can, I can't wait. I, I really can't wait for that whole week. Gotta put that's gonna in. be out here in the valley, honestly. Yeah, the pro from start from the Pro Bowl, but people don't used to come. I don't, I don't know how they're gonna show up here in Arizona. They don't used to come to Super Bowl cities until they might come Wednesday night, but Thursday is the night. Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even some places Monday yeah. when it's all over. Back in Indianapolis, I remember when it was there. It was uh, the Saturday, I think. No, that Friday before the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. After the Thursday night game. No, yeah, before the Saturday uh, divisional playoff game. Yeah. it was The crowd was starting to show already. Traffic was booming. I was like, man. Right, and they and going, they showing up in. I can't imagine out here. I, I think it's yeah. They show a week week ahead, 
week in a few days, 10 days ahead. I'm like, wow, this is real deal. But yeah, that Thursday, it's going to be incredible. It's, it's going to be hard to drive, walk anywhere you go. Yeah, it is, <laughs> definitely. Some guy uh, emailed me. Not, not some guy. I think I know him. Movie role, he mentioned to me, uh, he mentioned about a movie role in here. Thought about me and other re- and avenues and revenues. Film producer would guarantee, guarantee me a SAG part in the film, which a SAG I can get paid. Right. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. All I have to do is a paragraph right up on the movie. Cool. The movie is called Fourth and Go. He's looking for former NFL guys to spread the word. He's doing it to get his show more in theaters. Right now he has in 1,000 theaters right now, but looking to show in 3,500 theaters. He will be filming in Arizona. He will be in town next week. I'm going to meet with him. I will get him. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. As long as I can get my Denzel on, I'm, I'm straight. Just get out of my way. Just say action. <laughs> Just say action. Let me get my Denzel. A lot of hits. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hits you ain't felt in a while. Let's get my Denzel on. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, I'll get my Denzel on. I'm going to be good. Come on, man. <laughs> Man, we got a. Uh, how did you? I, I was talking about my fantasy earlier. It was okay. The worst. I lost real bad. I, I lost. I give you the score. I lost fifty-seven point nine. Nobody showed up, and it, somebody beat me. I'm one and two. I should be two and one because I didn't have a. Uh, I couldn't put Cam Newton in in my first week because it was a game time decision. I should have just put Tannehill, and I would have beat Junior, and I'd be two <laughs> one. And now, who's some fear of the tap beat me? They two and one. I got a. I took uh, Jackson out. I took Stephen Jackson out. Then he mm-hmm. ended up getting eleven and a half points, which that would have been helpful. And I took uh, I took Tannehill. He got more points than Cam. I don't know who to play. I got to see who they playing before I play. My defense didn't come through. Normally they came through. They come through with a uh, Buffalo. The only time they didn't come through, you think they would come through at home. Yeah. Until the Chargers come to town, yeah. Then you got to second guess yourself. Like, I'm thinking the Chargers going to beat San Diego. <laughs> I'm thinking the San Diego Chargers going to beat the Denver. They they might be the AFC champs over there. You think, they, they got a chance to win that division, right? As that's well. what I'm saying. They're going to beat the the Denver Broncos. You think they can beat them twice? No, I don't think so. They can win on the road. Yeah, they can win and like. Was Phillip it? Rivers has a great record against all Peyton Manning teams, or yeah, against he, yes, Manning. he does. Here's what's impressive about the San Diego Chargers. I don't know if anybody's paying attention to this. They usually stinks in the beginning of the season. They one, they two and one could be easily let an eleven point deficit on Monday night get away from them against the Arizona Cardinals. Go Cardinals! Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose that game for about three. They lost by one. About one I mean, in yeah. that game, so they could be three and zero, but they're not. They two and one. But here's what nobody's paying attention: they normally don't win. Early in the season They might be a 500 team Early in the season Right And then they go on A little run in the back end So if they win it now And they can keep That momentum up And keep these guys healthy Barring any injuries On any team San Diego Chargers Might win the AFC West They might win the AFC Right They might be the team Representing in AFC Against the uh, Arizona Cardinals <laughs> you I, hope so. <laughs> I hope so I hope so It won't be the Indiana Oh Indiana Yeah no, nah, no. Nah, nah. Yeah the Colts ain't gonna, Colts yeah. not gonna do it They Colts they believe in too much luck, <laughs> if you will. They'll play on words. But at the San Diego Chargers are playing well. Yeah, they are playing well, and they're just going to get better and better uh, each week as the week goes on. Hopefully, you know, they stay away from the whole injury bug. 
But I think even if if that even does occur, their, their rosters are so deep with on the depth charts and. Um, I think Ryan Matthews was even out this week. He, he's, Donald Brown had a lot of more carries. Somebody broke their leg. I, don't, I hope for the, I don't think yeah it. for the Chargers. I found. Let me see. Go ahead. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, going along with it, like Ian Allen, he's playing great football. I'm just waiting for them to get Malcolm Floyd more involved. I mean, he was Malcolm like, Floyd was hurt, but now he made he made a big play in that Buffalo game. which yeah, well, I don't know how he got that open. Well, hopefully, you know, he get back to his old self where he was a couple of years ago and. Uh, the, the of course the tandem of Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates that would never be stopped. Um, I thought it was going to slow up this season, but it just seemed like those two guys oh. they, they just always stay connected with one another. Running back Danny Woodhead with Mr. Oh Martin. man, not Danny Woodhead broke his leg. He's a hard runner, man. He, I, yeah, I like him. He's a beast. Guys man. who come out of nowhere. He's out for the year with a broken uh, fibula. You just hate to hear those type of stories, so right? Guys like him. But I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be yeah, okay. I, mean, I don't really see anybody else from the AFC West competing against uh, San Diego besides the Broncos. Who, uh, the Chiefs, Cincinnati, I don't know. The Cincinnati Chiefs can't win might. playoff games, but so we'll see what the Buc- I don't know. Cause Cincinnati, they're looking. I like their defense. I like what they're doing on offense yeah. during the season. What happens in the playoffs? How how you lose your mind? You got to you got to win playoff games. You got to run the football. And right. That's what Cincinnati always go away from on the offensive end. They think they can pass the ball when it's cold weather. When you're playing against Baltimore and Indianapolis and you have Denver, to run the football. You got to run the football in the playoffs. Point blank. Period. Point blank. Period. And that's where they kind of go away from. Um, I still think they need to step up their running game uh, with Bernard back there for the Bengals, but. Yeah, because he was be outstanding tough. last year. At the end of last year, he was he was the guy. Yeah, breaking uh, tackles, coming across the field, doing it like like uh, Barry Sanders and uh, who was the guy? Who was in a uh, I can't think of his name. I can't remember. Mm. <laughs> Oakland Raiders thirty two. Oh, um, old school. I want to say his last name Allen Marcus Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Sports show, we don't remember no sports, sports guy's name. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's it's, in the hat for me. That's yeah. way back. Oh, that's right. I just you don't remember Alan. Cool man, come on. Don't, don't you test don't remember me on cool that. Don't D. test me on my music. I'll test you on your music Don't now. test me on my music. You don't even. We can, I can go all day besides Kumo D. Wow, that's slipped up. That was a Kumo slip. D was right down with BDP Nobody's and all of them. Nobody's perfect, man. It slipped up. So slipped 99%, 0.99 is perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> All right, man. We're, uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take tomorrow off. We we'll come back Thursday. We talk. Uh, I know uh, Frank uh, has an event at Top Golf, uh, UCLA and ASU is Thursday night. Yep. I was supposed to go to that game, but I told Frank I would do Top Golf, so he has that. Then Friday I have a damn. I had Colangelo's event Friday morning. Then I got an Isogenics University all week all weekend. Man, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do this. This is yeah. crazy. I don't. I don't like people taking my time up. I don't like people having making my time more important to them than it is to me. <laughs> I got to figure something out. Yeah, your weekends sound like weekdays. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right. Kwame Lasha Sports Talk. Demry Lachey. We take a break. We would. We're done. We done. We done. Right. We'll see you guys Thursday. Thanks for tuning in this week. 
Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Ah! 